Hey, it's BT from Tales from a Gemini. My guest today, I think you will enjoy, is Audra Sargelis. Oh, Sargelis. I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, she is a life coach, and she also has the secrets of sex on her YouTube channel. And man, let me tell you something. Uh, we get graphic on this, so if you uh, so if you have a hard time with the four-letter words or the talking of sex, this ain't your podcast. But if you do, this is your episode right here. Uh, man, she we had fun. It, she told me some stories like, wow, there's a lot of wow to it, but it's a lot of good stories. And it, this was a wild podcast, but in a good way. We're definitely going to have a part two. So enjoy this. Um, enjoy this episode of Tales from My Gemini. I think you'll like it. Yeah. What a great day, right, Wyatt? It's been a great day. This is my favorite part, day. man. Every day's a great day. You know the word. One, two, three. Yes. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. And you know what? I'm excited about all my guests. I know I sound like a broken record, but I love all my guests. But I love this because I'm, I like to step outside my comfort zone, right? I really do. So, you know me, it's all about racing usually. Every now and then I have a wrestler on or this and that. But this one, it's almost like the old me. The old me, uh, I'm not going to lie, man, I was, I was out there, you know, and, you know, dating, doing, doing this and doing that. And so I ran across this guest profile and I was like, oh, I got to talk to her because she, it was, she's a life coach and she also had the secrets of sex. And I was like, ooh, let me talk to her. And surprisingly, I didn't scare her away and she decided to be my guest. So let's have, let's have a nice warm round of applause. And a thank you to my guest, the green eyed wonderlust, Audra Sargellis. Am I saying it right? Sargelis. Sargelis. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, Sargelis. How are you? No, it's, everybody says it wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make you mad. Oh no, man. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day here as well. So, I mean, gotta love it. Well, and you look beautiful. I mean, if on the bottom, you look great. You look effervescent. You. you look, you look glowing. Matter of fact, you look glowing. <laughs> Thank you. So tell me all, let me get, let me get, know all about you and your story. Like, you know, like I came across, like I said, the profile, I said life coach, and then he had the secrets of sex. And I was like, all right, well, I got to get to know this. Like what, what, how did you come about this? Like what made you become the Oprah Winfrey of sex or that where you knew everything and you, you can give well, advice on it, you know? God, if I can become as big as Oprah, that would be something, right? Well, hey, you know, you put it out there and it'll come. You keep talking like that. You put out the universe and that's what happens. So how did, how did you come about that? How did you know? Yeah, you know what? My knowledge is so good. I'm going to give people advice on how to throw down in the bedroom. Okay. Well, so um, I actually, I'm a consultant and I, <laughs> I actually work with people I cannot give any names. I have an NDA on that, but um, I work with people in the adult industry. So, like the the adult industry, the adult industry. Yes. Not 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 so, just like a lo- not not just like a loves parking lot where there's lot lizards. I'm talking like the real adult industry. The real, <laughs> yeah, there ain't no lot lizards. Hang. Well, I'm sure they are somewhere. But <laughs> I'm, just no. I'm just joking. No, but for real, um, I work with people in the actual um what can i say can you i just say, you can be yourself be yourself okay that's what this is all about see is pink that kind of adult industry that's what i work in oh oh well now we're talking now yes <laughs> hey you know what i feel like i feel like it's a street fight and she just threw the first right cross and i'm like oh boy <laughs> we're in a fight now okay Way then. we go okay. so i i i consult people on how to run a business I mean, I, I can work in different areas, right? This just kind of 
fell in my lap and I ended up being very good at it. And I help people in the adult industry make a lot of money. In, in what way though? In what way though? In what way? Um, I manage accounts. I help them make sure that the accounts that they have are streamlined properly for, let's just say, um, optimum financial gain. So how to talk to people, um, how you want to set up an account, um, ideas, the... Okay, so uh, let's just say, okay, let's just say it was a woman, say, in her early 20s. She goes, you know what? I want to set up an account and I want to make more money. How would you go about doing it? How would you, if, say I was the person, how would you go about talking to me and say, listen, here's what, we, here's, here's what you need to do. How would you, how would you go about doing it? Well, first of all, I'd want to know, um, <laughs> are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? I'm single. Um, I'm single. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you open about this? Or are you not? Do I'm you open, want girlfriend? With I'm their... open. I'm doing whatever. I'm open. Yeah. I want to make a lot so of money. It's like, you know, do people, first of all, I, I kind of go over like, you know, do you really want to do this? Because one, it's a lot of work. Number two, you're putting your body, everything right. out there. How far are you willing to go? Um, what are your hard limits? Understanding that you are going to be dealing with a lot of fans, a lot of requests, um, how to stand up for yourself and say no. Um, but okay. So the NDA comes into play because I can't have them give out too much of my information on how I do this. Right. Um, but then again, I also can't give information about them to um, release their identity right. or like the trade true trade secrets. I can't really give those too much of that away yeah. because of what's involved. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, listen, it's like this. And I want to know, like, does it get to the point where they get jaded with, with say either the men or life. Cause I, you know, like me and my buddy will trade pictures or whatever, you know, just text back and forth. And I want to know, is there a time when they're like get requests or whatever, you know, sometimes, you know, men are feet men or they're toe men or whatever. Oh yeah. I mean, is there a time where, where women just go, Oh God, these guys are just, I mean, do they get jaded? They're like, yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm doing this, but it pays good. I mean, do they get jaded? Yes. It's really? overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. And I'll tell you after, after a while, it's just like, okay, I love sex, obviously. Um, and with my YouTube, the secrets of sex, I wouldn't talk about this kind of stuff if I was not comfortable with it. Yeah. But there comes a point where you're just like, I have had enough dick. <laughs> like, do I need to, I mean, like you're slinging tits and pussy all day long. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, if I see one more cock, I, I don't, I, I think my head's going to explode, you know, like just, can I jab my eyeballs out? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it gets, it, 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 it's called burnout. Burnout is a real thing. It happens. Um, then, you know, they'll, I mean, even me, I'll just be going through, I'd be like, I need a fucking break. I need to not hear anything about anybody else's bullshit, desires, 
fantasies, fetishes, fetishes. fetishes. Like, yeah, I mean, get the is, fuck is, out of here. I don't. I, I just is it the fetishes? Is it the fetishes that make you go, "All right, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with it." I mean, you don't. Is, is that what yeah. makes you go, okay? Because, you know, love is one thing and, you know, people desire this and that. But when it comes to, you know, the sex, and sex is one thing. But when it gets to, like, it's the subcategories, you know? I mean, oh, honestly, it goes, it goes from love, then it goes to the sex, like, you know, and then it goes to, like, the, oh, my God. And then, oh, my God. I mean, is, is that what makes oh you just go? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, my God. Yeah. Is that what oh. makes you go, ugh? There's things that I um, could have lived my entire life without seeing or knowing. Truthfully, <laughs> I, I could have gone my entire life without knowing half of what I know. Yeah. Now, now are you are you glad though that you fell in love, or you know, I mean, uh, you know, that before before you got into this kind of business, or you found your significant other before this kind of business? Oh yeah. Um. I detach that. How can um, you though? But how can you? Because that's not my life. Okay. That's not okay. my life. It doesn't affect me. I mean, it, I mean, it affects me in the, in the, in the sense of like, what the fuck did I just hear or see? Um, but like when it comes down to my personal life, that's not, that's not my jam. That's not, that's not mine. It's not my body. It's not, it's not my kink. It's not my fetish. It's not, it's not me. So when I'm done with it, I'm literally, I, I shut that part off. I go on with the rest of my, my life. So as far as like my relationship and stuff, I mean, Hey, we're kinky together. We have, you know, we have our naughty time, our fun time and, and, and whatever. And that's, that's us. That's our time. That's, that's him and me. And I'm, there's no way I would ever let that affect my intimate relationship with my partner because fuck, I mean, what a downer that would be. Yeah. But you know what? It's kind of like, okay. It's like, I'm, I'm linking it to, uh, aching it to being a cop, you know, like they can say they, they shut it off. Okay. I'm off. I'm going back I'm going home. But you know, if you, you know, the stats, I mean, cops, you know, no, they it, don't actually, they don't, I have a lot of, uh, law and enforcement experience and they don't shut it off. They can't. Um, there's a lot of trauma involved there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, I've had somebody die in my arms, for instance, I will never forget that. Um, I've witnessed things and been a part of things in a prior career where I, I was just shook and that will never leave me. Um, that's why a lot of, uh, and, and God bless them total supporter, but that's why you have a lot of first responders, police officers, firefighters, whatever that have high divorce rates. They have, um, high alcoholism, all of this because they're, they, they truly deal with a lot of PTSD from the trauma that they are truly involved in every day. And then on top of it, half the people out there hate their guts and try to kill them on a regular basis. Man, how could you shut that down? You can't. Yeah. This yeah. on the other hand, you know, I mean, I know that it sounds funny. Like how, how can you, I just do, yeah. I make it a movie. I, I, or, you know, I make it a movie or I make it something to where when I'm done, I'm done. And I, I moved on, you know, I'm looking at something else. I'm thinking about something else. I'm working on something else. So I really just don't let that seep in there and 
tarnish me in that manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So growing up, growing up, how were you? Were you like a, a sexual person growing up or did you grow up in a, in a, in a conservative household? Cause sometimes people rebel that way and they become open sexually. So how, how was your growing up period? I was a jock. Uh, what's, well, hold on. Let, uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me think, think, think. Don't, don't say anything. Uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, basketball. Basketball. I've played basketball. No. So I played volleyball, softball. I was um, okay. Softball. You were, you were a catcher. No, I was a pitcher. I was going to go pitcher next. I was going to go pitcher next. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was captain and pitcher. And then, um, I, I play outfield cause I got an arm. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, softball, volleyball, captain, captain. Um, I was in track and field. What event? Um, what event? What event? High jump, long jump, hundred meter, two hundred meter, three hundred meter relay. So you had some speed to you. Yeah, um, I also wrestled, and I played a little football. What position in football? What position? What position? I was running back and defense <laughs> because I mean, look at these shoulders; they don't even fit into my like frame down there. Honestly, that linebacker. I love your shoulders. I didn't want to say that because I, you know, I didn't want to say that when I was hitting you up because I thought it would have sounded, you know, like I was coming up to you. But yeah, I love your shoulders. I think to me, a woman with nice shoulders and some traps. I love. I'm one of the few men that love that in a woman, man. They got a nice little like they can like they can like they can lift. You know what I mean? Well, I well, and that's another thing. I was uh, Washington State strongest woman, 2009. Competed in strongman. Congratulations. Thank you. So I mean, I. That's I like grew up as a jock and for like a long time, you know, I, so I was little and mm-hmm. then I had a summer where I just like exploded in growth. And then I went to school the next year. I think it was like fifth, fifth, fourth to fifth, fifth to sixth, something like that. And then I was literally a head taller than everybody else. I looked like the jolly green giant. I was so <laughs> big, just compared. Yeah. And then you know, I got bullied a little bit because here I am, like, I'm bigger than everybody else. And, and like, I, I had really, really long hair. And then, um, my stepmother cut my hair off up to here. She chopped me. Why? Why? And then I ended up having a buzz cut. I had that 1980s buzz cut. So my hair broke yeah. Oh man. Why did she cut your so hair? You know, like, because she's a she's a cunt. That's why. <laughs> she was not a friendly woman. So yeah. Okay. Well, did that did how did that uh in your growing up then did you rebel against her or, or how did that work well, out? Well my mother ended up getting custody of me when I was seven. Okay. And then um I've always been like a social butterfly, right? I'm, I'm. No, you. I can get along. I know me. No, no, get out of here. You. So I can get along with anybody down near. I can talk to anybody. Um, I can, I converse on quite, quite a few, you know, um, quite a few topics. And so for just a long time, I think sports and and then hanging out with the boys. I mean, I had some girlfriends, mm-hmm. but. Compared to my guy friends, I had a large group of male friends that I hung out with all of the time. I was more comfortable with them. And it wasn't really until 
it wasn't really until like my freshman year where I actually started to feel pretty, whether I was or not. Like mm-hmm. I, I look at pictures and oh damn, I was a cute kid, you know? And yeah. then I had the weird, awkward stage and then everybody does. Yeah. But you know, I just never felt, I never felt pretty. I never felt like anything, you know, just, until I, I, I always felt like that tomboy. I was just the jockey tomboy girl who had my, all my boyfriends, you know, guy friends. And, and that was that. And then all of a sudden, like <clears throat> my freshman year of high school happened and I had attention. Now, what, was, it, now was, this, was, was it sports that gave you confidence in yourself? My grand, my grandparents. Okay. And what, yeah, what, my how, grandparents. Did they, how did they instill the confidence in you? Just that I was smart and strong and they always told me how pretty I was and how much they love me and how they told me that I could do anything. Told That's me I could do anything. That's beautiful. And then my dad, um, my dad later, you know, um, he was just, you know, always telling me how beautiful I was and how strong I am and how smart and, and just work hard, baby, just work hard. And you'll, you can do whatever it is you want to do. And just having his support, you know, and then my mom was always supportive of me too, but I, it was just more so those, those. And then when, I guess when my peers started seeing me differently I started seeing myself differently. So it took a little bit for the self-confidence to build up because I went from really little. And then, like I said, being like shot up over the summer ahead of everybody. And then I had gained some weight. And then I, because it's that weird, awkward stage. And then it went back down and I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's really weird. I, I always have watched other people struggle with how they look or their self-esteem and, and somewhere along the way, I was just like, you're, you're fucking enough. You're enough. Yeah. And if you're not enough for them, fuck them. You're enough for you. Okay, but were you saying that back in your day? Because now, yeah, you hear that a lot now. Because the way we are now, which I think is, if, if, and I always say, if you don't, if you don't watch the news, I think it's a I better it, world. I really do. I think. I think it was high. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and not to get in your not to get in your business like that. Not to get in your business no, like that. But what uh, what year did you graduate high school? That's why I do it. What year did you graduate high school? Ninety nine. Oh, 99. So you missed out on the good stuff then. You missed out on the good stuff because I saw your post about top movies of the 80s. Man, I was like, yeah. top movies of the 80s. I go, okay. I'm an I, 80s baby. Okay. Five, the top five movies of the 80s. Top of the hit. Top five of the 80s. Top of the hit. Top five movies. Well, you want mine? Yes, yours. Top five movies top of the, of the 80s. Top I'm of the hit. I'm going to get so much shit for this. Mine care. are not normal. So one is called Fright Night. It's the original Fright Night. Okay. Number two is The Howling. Okay. Okay. Number three is Commando. 
Okay. No, oh, no. Die hard. No, no, no. The best one for the best line for Commando. Remember when I said I would kill you last, Sal? Yeah, I lied. I lied. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I remember that. I'll say Commando. Yeah, um, die, die, die hard. hard. And what's the fifth one? And I want to say like, what would be my last one? Make it good. You want to know what the money pit? Okay, this is over. Uh, we're done. <laughs> money pit, really? Yeah, I'll never th- forget. I was little when I watched this, and I will never forget <laughs> when they're filling up the bathtub, and the bathtub falls through the floor. Yeah. They've had all this shit go wrong, and he stands there, and he looks at it. He looks at her, and then he just starts, uh, 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 and he just starts going, and I... I will never forget that. I laughed so hard. Yeah. And then the other part is when he's outside and then he gets like attacked by bees and then he falls into like this wheelbarrow and gets covered with the thing. And then the little like cherub peas on his head. I, sorry. I'm a big nerd that way though. Like, like Top Gun was excellent. Right. But that's not a top five for me. I got two that went top the earth. I, I, I just go with two. 48 Hours, and the best movie of, of, of all time, The Original Predator. Oh, fuck yes. The Original Predator. That came out in 19, yep. 1987. The greatest yeah, movie. You. And it was so much deeper than people give it credit for. Because it, it was because he, he didn't kill that woman because she was pregnant. And even though she oh, picked no. up. Uh, 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 that is Predator 2. No, that was Predator One. Remember, because no. when they were going, no, they when they were going. Listen, when they were going across the river, and it was Billy and the dude that was injured because that, that tree hit him, yeah. and, and it was a girl. And Billy stayed back because Billy got ba- Billy basically. You know what? I'm I done. Know. He's like, I'm Remember? ready. And he goes <laughs> like like this, and yes. he destroyed it. But so when the Predator came through the trees, and Arnold was there with the other dude and the girl, and he and he came through the trees, and they got knocked down. She picked up the gun. Arnold goes, no! But the Predator yes. saw that she had a baby in her stomach, and he didn't do it. That's why. Does it show us that? Yes. Because I've watched it? it. I've watched it at least 10 times. Watch it again. If we can oh do this, God. watch it again. And so he saw, the, he saw the baby. He goes, you know what? I'm a killer, but I ain't no killer. So he didn't kill yeah. her, and, and that's why. So he didn't do that. So he, basically, he was pro-life. So Predator was the only alien Republican pro-life serial killing alien. Right. I'm going to have to look at that because I've seen that movie a billion times. All right. No, you didn't. Not like I have. Not like I have. Not, not, like, not I have. like I have. Not like I have. Yeah. No, Predator is uh, the greatest movie of all time. Of all time. Yes. Of all time. So what kind of what kind of music did you like back then, though? What kind of music were you into? Oh, shit. Um, I if, if you graduated in 99, all... you had to grow up with the Backstreet Boys. You had to. Oh, yeah. I, I, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. I listened to a lot of country, Garth and uh, Brooks and Dunn and Reba and yes. all that. But um, I listened to, I did listen to NSYNC and um, I wasn't a big Backstreet Boys fan. It was more NSYNC. And then um, just all the pop. Like I did, I listened to pop and I listened to all that. I, I'm just golden oldies to opera to classical. I listened to everything. So Except screamo heavy metal, I don't listen to that shit. Oh my god, I love heavy metal. I'm a metal head. I'm yeah, a metal head. I, I loved it. I mean, I looked at you now, and I and I, you to me, you look like you were a metal head. You look like you were a Dawkins fan, or or uh, who else do I love? I love Dawkins. I love Van Halen. Like, oh, Van Halen's, but like Poison. 
Yes. And Queen and yes. Elton John. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a good music. That's, that's kind of shit. Billy Joel. Do you remember Heart. what do you remember what uh, song you lost your virginity to? I can honestly say there was no music going on when that happened. Oh my god, what happened there? Is it a good story though? Oh, is it a good story though? I don't want to bring up bad memories. Is it a good story? That was a good story. He was good to me. <laughs> he wasn't just like, hey, there we go. While you're like, ah, no, he was great. Um, how old that was my how- high school sweetheart? I okay. was 15. 15? I was 15. Girl. Okay. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I was 15. You have to realize, though, only child. I was treated like an adult. I had adult chores. I was very independent. I mean, by the time I was 15, I had already also um, uh, helped take care of my grandmother as she was dying. So, like, I lost, I lost my childhood when that happened. I there, I had, I was no longer a child. I had witnessed and been through something that was just all the death of the death of my childhood, really, when she died. So, um, I was this mini adult. I was a mini adult and um, I was 15. He was 18. He was captain of the football team. Ah, um, how great is that? that? That's like stereotypical love right there. <laughs> captain of the football team. Yes. So yep. how, how did it go down? How did it go down? Um, I, so my, my mother was a police officer. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she was out on duty and <clears throat> he came over to the house and um we were just talking and, and all that good stuff and talking led into making out. And then so at the, our old house, like there was the front door and then you have like that, that first entry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he walks in and then like, he literally like picks me up against the wall, all that good stuff. And then right there in the hallway. The first time was right in the hallway. Oh yeah. Right in the really? hallway. Oh yeah. No music. No music. No music. Just, just, up. just our music. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did your mom ever find out? Did your mom ever find out? Nope. Did, she, did she come home like something's weird here? I mean, did she? Did, did she? <laughs> right, <laughs> smells like sex in here. <laughs> exactly. There's what that, have you been doing? There's that weird heat when you walk. You know, when you go to a room, yes. somebody says, "Is it weird?" Kind of heat. Like, hey, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> did something? Did... Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. She never, never knew. And she, I, when did I tell her? I told her when I was much, much older, like in oh, my thirties, probably. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can't really tell your parents stuff like that. I know, I know. Nope. That's great. I, I waited. She was just like, "Oh, well, you didn't," and I was like, "Yes, I did." <laughs> So, so did that lead to you having a, a, a positive attitude about sex or, or did it lead from that or did it lead from just your growing up in childhood or whatever? I've pretty well always had a, a positive um, outlook on sex. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't get the taboo about it. I don't know why <clears throat> I don't get why people are so damn uncomfortable to talk about sex and to talk about what they like. And especially with their partners or their potential partners or, or just owning your own sexuality. It's fine. And just because you like sex or you're sexual doesn't make you a gigolo or a whore. It doesn't make you a whore just because you're confident about it or because you like it. 
Well, here's something, and I, and that's perfect. Why I wanted to come in and talk about because you talk about it on your Secrets of Sex. Look at her up on her YouTube channel, Secrets of Sex, by the way, which is great. She does a great job on it. Is that, and I believe in this. And you talk about this with with the relationship with prostitution and the church from the get go. I mean, from the you know from the in- inception. Okay, yeah. And I'm a firm believer. Just do trial and error. The people who've had a hard time with sex, and I, here's the way I think. It's just my philosophy. My theory is that. It's usually Catholics who have a hard time with sex. It's like, it's like it's out there, but they're made to feel guilty about it. So they can't really enjoy it or they put a guilt on it. And like they enjoy they're made to feel guilty about everything. But in my opinion. Yeah. And I think when you put religion into anything, especially with sex and and how it's like it's thrown out there, but it's we're made to feel like guilty about it. Like it's it's out there, but I gotta feel guilty about it. And I think that's always been the hang up. With at least the United States, from what I've seen here, it's like that's always the the, the it's always it's like a guilt trip. It's like it's like I I should I feel guilty about liking this. Or and when it comes to relationships, and this is probably where you'll get into it. You know, being the professional that you are, is that sometimes, okay, so you meet somebody, right? You go, oh, this per you know this girl's pretty. I always want to go out with her, and she might not like the same thing sexually you like, and but she's great in other avenues. So it's like. Say you test the water. Say she doesn't like to do this, and you and but that it's almost that's almost a deal breaker for you. Like they have to do this, and she says, "Oh yeah, no." And she says, "Like no, like there's definitely a no." Then what do you do? Like your heart's with her, but she didn't want to do this, so it's like, Jesus Christ, there's compromise. Okay, but what? Okay, let's just say, what if your what if your fetish is armpits? You love armpits. I, oh. I I like shaved armpits that that aren't with no deodorant. I love that. I love a woman with shaved armpits. No yeah, deodorant. Yeah, because they're soft. That and I just love, yeah, I just love that. I mean, I, I always tell girls, don't, don't put the no, 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 no. I, I like that. So let's just say her thing's like, no, that's gross. No. How do you compromise there? How do you compromise? And but she's great in other avenues. And you're like, ah, I don't want to lose her, but this is kind of really important to me. Yeah. Um, well, I some some uh, some things, if there is no compromise in those things. And people say this all the time. And I have to, again, I do disagree on this. People say that, oh, sex isn't important in a relationship. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's part of your relationship. It's a part of your intimacy, your trust, your bond. Um, You know, all of those things that kind of bring you together and keep you together as a couple. Once you are so comfortable with your sex level and your partner, you can talk about anything, anything. Because, you know, hey, I I, I want to touch your armpits. Um, okay, well, that's new and different. So... When you have somebody who will not do certain things with you sexually, your relationship is damn near doomed to not succeed. It's just the truth. And I think that's where the straying happens to where like somebody strays a little bit. And I mean, I'm a firm believer. They stray, but they also have resentment because they opened up to their partner about something that is sexually important to them, or it might not even be sexual. It could just be like, I just like, I just like the feel or I want to touch or something. And they're like, fuck, no, that's no, don't touch. It's like, don't touch my belly button. I don't know why I don't like my belly button touched. Leave my belly button alone. So if somebody's armpits are like, no, I'm too ticklish. Okay. Well, I, I get that. Yeah. But 
there are ways to touch your partner in ways that are not tickly. It's a sensual. I just want to, I just want to feel, I don't know. I I don't know. But when it comes down to those certain things and if there can't be the compromise or the share, Mm -hmm. the give and the take in, in the sexual area, your relationship is not going to make it. It's not because somebody will find somebody else yeah. Who is open, who is comfortable and who would like to share that with you, whether or not they really enjoy that or not, they either value you enough. They love you enough. They they're like, it's just my fucking armpit. They don't yeah. care. But I think the biggest part, at least as a man, if you hear a woman go, oh, that's gross. Or they, I mean, it's immediate, like, like you can just tell that it, it mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. If they go, I mean, you know, maybe it's like, okay. Yeah. But if they're like, gross, no, then you go, all right, well, here we go. But I and- think that that initial, ooh, gross, no, I, that's not a hard no. You don't think so? No, I don't. Because this stems back to the people don't talk about sex. People are not open about it. They keep this shit to themselves for so long. I mean, like you could be in a relationship for somebody for five years and then like six months into your fifth, fifth year together, you find out that, um, they secretly like they love your toes Yeah. or, or they like their, they like their penis a little bit bit on not hard, just a little bit. They want to feel the teeth. I've been with you for five fucking years and I'm just finding this out now. Like why? I think, I think it's a fear of someone leaving you. I mean, honestly, it's like, like I said, I mean, it's so hard to find someone in this world that you go, okay, that you can hold on to, you know, we're together. And then like to lose that and have to go back out in that world. Then it's like, oh God. So I think that's a major factor. For 17 years. I was married for 17 years and believe me, it was the weirdest thing getting back out into the world and being like, this is fucking weird. I didn't even, how do you even date? People are so weird now with dating on top of it. So it's like, I don't know what to do. And like, are we exclusive? Are we not exclusive? Are like, do we have, can we, can we have sex now? Do we need to wait? Like, when do I start talking to you about things? How do I let you know what's important? So when it came that for me, but this is my personality on top of it is like, I am forward, you know, listen, this is my hard limit. This is a no for me. This is a no for me. This is what I like. I'm okay with this. Like, just fucking dish it. How are you ever going to find your person if you hold everything back? It just, it makes it so much harder. Now, but what if you find somebody, now what, what, what if it's, it, the tables are, retar- uh, tables are reversed in the sense of what, you know, there's, there are guys out there and I'm getting to that point to where like, they don't have that much of a sex drive anymore or they're not really into it and that not so much asexual, but they're just not, and there's guys out there who just aren't really into it but they love you and they're great to you in every way possible. And you go, honey, what? and they just go, I just, I'm just not into it. I mean, they're guys. They, they that- need to be open to the possibility of their woman having a plaything. 
I'm serious. Like, I know there's a lot of people who will not at all agree with this because they'll see it as cheating. It's not cheating when you and your partner have a discussion about this and being like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. I love you. You're the love of my life, but I need sex. I have got to be fulfilled. I have got to have, I, I need to be fed. I need to be fed. And if I'm not fed, things are not going to be they're not going to be good. Our cogs are not going to run. This is going to be fucking shitty. We're going to start fighting and arguing about the stupidest shit because I have pent up energy and anger and I need this. So personally, I think that on both sides of this situation here, if you're with a woman and she has absolutely no sex drive at all, or, or, she's hit menopause or God knows whatever reason that yes, she loves you. You love her. You don't want to be with anybody else, but you need a sexual partner. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. I'm, Se- I, you got to talk about it. And the sex- same thing sexual- for a man, yeah. like women have sex drives. And, and again, it's something that really nobody talks about. I'm 40. Really? I am 40 years old. Yeah. I'm 40. I have a very high sex drive. Believe me, when the time comes, I could tell. And I could tell when the time comes, (laughs) you know, like when the time comes, we've actually already discussed it that I may have to have, you know, I may have to have a little friends with Bennings. Yeah. Oh, girl. Now, is it because he's, is he older or he just like, he's like, hey, I'm just not, you know. No, he's older. He's older. He's older than I am. Okay, uh, what's the age difference? What's the age difference? Or can you tell? Or do you want to tell? Want to tell? Uh, like 10 and a half years. Okay. See, now I'm on his side. It's like, man, I feel that in me now. And it sucks because, I mean, if I would have done this interview probably five years ago or maybe six, it would have been like, so uh, listen, I can always take a plane up. I mean, but now it's like, so I'm listening. Up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but now it's like, I understand his point of view and I'm like, you know, I get it. I really do. I don't know what it is now. It's like, I feel like I've gone from player to coach. I feel like instead of like hitting on, I I do. I feel like instead of hitting on the girls, I would have normally hit on. Now I'm like coaching them up. Like, listen, what you need to do in life is, and and I mean it like from the bottom of my heart now, not now I'm actually listening to women talk. And it's the worst. I mean, because there's no ulterior motive for me. Like I'm actually doing it from the from the goodness of my heart. Instead of having a <laughs> instead of having an end goal, like, yeah, I'm gonna That's tell her funny. this. But eventually, now I'm just like, I'm saying it because I really mean it. And then it's like, well, good luck. And I'm and I'm gone. I'm like, damn it, what <laughs> happened to the old me? Yeah, I'm turning to, I'm turning to Bill Belichick now, is what I'm basically oh. doing. You know, I went from player to coach, and it sucks, but that's the way I feel. So I understand where he's coming from because honestly, if we were if we were you know, if I had a wife look like you, like, oh my god, my wife is gorgeous, but I'm just like, ah, it's like ah, and it, it it's, happens. It's the worst. It really well, is. Well, it is you know, it is, but then also people have to realize not to take it personally. Yes. Yes, yes, is yes. that it has nothing to do with you. Your your handsome, sexy, stud, hey daddy, you know, whatever. And then, hey mama, you're sexy, you're beautiful, you're everything. I love you. I I just Yeah. What what but, do you do? But true or false, true or false, I think this time period that we're in now is probably the, the best of times, I think, for at least for women, I think. Like I said, if you don't watch the news, I think it's a better time because 
you can have this discussion and be frank and be open and it's not looked down upon. Because I remember one of your videos you talk about, you know, how men used to slut shame women and this and that. But now, I mean, if you watch stand up, now women are more profane and more graphic than men now, which I think oh, personally women is. Are, women are worse than men ever thought about being. Well, but, but I like that now because now women aren't as like, huh, to say what they want and to come on stage and say they did this and they did that. And I think it's great. And maybe, you know, the, the power is changing on the outside. I think it's always been kind of like that, but I think on the outside, the power is changing. So do you think it's better? It's a better time period for women sexually? True or false? Hmm. The way society is now true. Yes. But okay. I think there's also been a lot of, there's been a lot of things that have happened to, and not, not boy. Mm. No, get it out. Get it out. Come on. That's what we're here for. Uh, this is not popular. So, you know, the, the me too movement happened, right? Yeah. And after that happened, it instantaneously became a bad thing for a man to say, you're pretty. I like your hair. You smell good. I like your clothing. Um, you're beautiful. You're sexy. Like, I'm sorry. I personally don't ever see anything wrong with that. And then it came, well, he said this, I would be like, so like you are pretty you want me to say you a dog like what's up well like, it, it, i hear you on that and what i always say is and this and i used to do this a long time ago i like to think i was ahead of my time but what i do there's a way to, there's a way to do it though like okay let's say i didn't know you right and say i came in and saw you on the thing go oh my god you look very pretty and i would say it like that so you go thank you instead of going damn girl you look good and then you may go, oh my god that's kind of creepy you know what i mean so right, there's a way so, of saying it but it's also it also then put this thing out to where a lot of men have been afraid to be alone in any, almost any atmosphere with women, because they're afraid that it'll, even if she got pissed at him, it would turn the tides on her, on him. And then like, he sexually harassed me. So like, in a way it's kind of, it's kind of shitty. Like I'm happy that women have finally come out and, and been a lot stronger and, and been like, Hey, this, this is not okay. So this behavior is not okay. And if I want to wear something provocative, I fucking will. And that doesn't mean that I want to fuck you or just because I smile at you doesn't mean that I'm like, Hey, send me your dick pic. Thanks. I, I want that. <laughs> no, it just means, Hey, like, you know, like I am friendly. I smile at everybody. I talk to people. I even touch people when I talk to them, but that's how I am. That but, doesn't mean I want to fuck. But, but you understand what you're dealing with, with men. And that's, and that's where I understand the me too, because yeah, you're saying that and I'm with you and I'm, I'll be the first one to say it. And I was saying this before I was going to put it in the act is that, yeah, now I don't really feel comfortable telling a woman she looks nice. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let that go. That sucks. I'm going to go, you know what? She knows. I mean, I got to go, yeah, she knows. And I'll just let it go. I mean, I'm trying not to say, I'm trying to say anything at all. Why can't, like, I want, I I really do wish some things would go back, honestly, to like 80s, 90s, where your fucking feelings weren't hurt so goddamn easily. Like, shut the fuck up. You know what? Who gives a fuck if you don't like what they're saying? Who okay, cares? Do, yeah, but do you remember the days like, in the night? Do you remember the days in the nightclub back in the 80s, what you're talking about when... when 
when the women would be on the wall and dude to post up to him like this. <laughs> I was like, yes. even back then, I was like, that's really uncomfortable, guys. I mean, yeah, they would, that's uncomfortable. Be like a, mean, you know what I mean? It's just they'd like, be like, a, yeah, so, yeah, girl, yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, not that part. But like, how come it can't be like, I don't like you. Okay. Have a nice day, Felicia. Like, who gives a fuck? What? Or... Or like, who get, I, I don't have to like everything that you do. You don't have to like me as a person. I don't have to like you. I don't have to agree with your choices. Um, I don't have to agree with anything you do, actually. But you don't have to agree with me either. Can you just, like, move along? Like, enjoy your life. Be like, okay, that's not for me. Bye. It's so easy to say, but... I get, and that's why I call this tilt from a Gemini, because I'm a Gemini, so I see both sides. Is that, I'm a Gemini. When's your birthday? June 18th. June 8th. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we the best? Aren't we the best? We are. We really are. I mean, we're fun. We we, we you, you never know who's going to show up, but <laughs> which side's going to show up. But that's true. <laughs> But it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a it's good time. It's always a good time. It's always a good... Hey, conversation starters. That's what we are. Conversation starters. We're a good time, you know? But no, I, I do see both sides in the sense of... I mean, you have to understand. I tell women all the time. I tell them this. I go, man, I think it's great that you talk like that. And, you know, maybe you touch people when you talk to them. But, man, with men... You're, you're you're dealing with fucking monsters, and that little touch you might it might seem nothing to you, but you touch a, the guy he'll be like, "Hey man, I think she likes me because she touched me." Like, oh god, it's like yes. being a, you know, it's like like the waitresses at Hooters or whatever. They know that little things like, "Sir, would you like a salad?" Yes. Right. Yeah, I do. Want some more wings? Exactly. Yeah, I think she likes. I'll me. take anything you want me to have. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. So. You're dealing with that, and then, and then, but what you're doing is, and it's no fault of your own, but I'm telling you, you're dealing with monsters, and you're rattling the cage, so when you get off work, he's like, hey, so, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe we can, you're like, oh, God, how did you know I my car was parked here? I was just thinking maybe, and you're like, oh, geez, all because you touched his hand, and that's what you're dealing with, and sometimes, yeah. like the song says, we grew up in the same time period, sometimes you got to be cruel to be kind in the right <laughs> man. <laughs> right. You well, know? so... And I, so I was attacked. I was attacked when I was 15 years old and he had actually been stalking me at my high school. How was he? How old was he? Oh my God. He was, um, fuck. He was like 25, 28, something like that. Oh my God. So what happened? Do you feel comfortable talking about it? I am now. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't say, I cannot say the establishment though, still today. Um, Yeah. Um, so I was in, um, Bakersfield, California and, uh, I, I I had, um, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a girlfriend of mine, we went to this family establishment entertainment place and, um, we're this guy was following me around the the establishment and I was just like, Oh, well, he worked there. So I was like, Oh, okay. Hi. You know, like talk to him and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, we went out to the batting cages and we hit some balls and then he was just like, let's go Mustangs. And I was like, yeah, I never crossed my mind. I, 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 you know, it was like one of the first times I had really ever let my guard down. Like I said, my mother was a police officer. So 
I was always just always watching my back all the time. And this was like the only, the, the first place I had let my guard down because it's a family establishment center. You know, you're supposed to be able to just be okay. Like kids are here, you know? Right. Yeah. And, um, so then, um, he came over and talked to us and we said that we were going to go to the laser tag area. And, um, he's like, Oh, well, I run that. Um, just let them know that you want me to come over there and uh, I'll be there. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. No problem. So we get to the little thing to get into the laser tag, a big, like castle style blow up building. And, um, told the gals there, pardon me. Hey, you know, so-and-so said to let, you know, call him when it's time. So they call him up and it's like black inside there's strobing lights. And then we had these vests and these like laser guns. Right. Yeah. So we're going in and, um, there's partitioned walls and you're falling all over the place because it's all, you know, um, a blow up thing. And, um, I'm on one side, my girlfriend's on the other. And before you knew it, like he was in there and he was over on my side and he's like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, you know, <laughs> um, I had also, um, I had lost quite a bit of weight. I was, I was working out like crazy. I was in wrestling and all this stuff. So I was in really good shape. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was wearing like my loose baggy jeans. So, you know, the loose, like nineties jeans. Yes. I remember. And, yeah. <laughs> I lived it. Horrible. I lived horrible. It. I lived it. And then, um, he said, Hey, you know, you want to, you want me to be your boyfriend? And I was like, Nope, I have a boyfriend. Thank you. And I, I immediately like, you know, all the hairs on my body are like, get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I stopped playing and I, and it was just me and my girlfriend in there. It was just us two. And I remember going, I have to get her out of here. And I started going towards her and I said, Janelle, oh, I said, Hey, get out. <laughs> And it's fine. And, and, and I said, Hey, get out. And she's like, what, what, what? And I'm like, get out, get out. And she comes from her corner and she's starting to go out and she's like, are you fucking with me? I said, no, get the fuck out now. And as I was trying to, cause there's all these partitions, I came back around and then he was literally laying on the ground with his pants off and a freaking hard on. And I fell over him and then he ripped my pants down and then got on top of me. And I was like, you know, just what the fuck? And all I remember was no, no, this is not going to fucking happen to me. No. And then we were rolling and my girlfriend saw us rolling around. And she says, are you okay? And I said, no, get out, get out, get out. And then I was on top of him and I just started fucking laying into him. Just bam, bam, just lay, literally laying into him. And I actually cut him, cut him um, up on his forehead. And then, you know, I, I pushed off of him. I rolled out and, and got away and 
so as I'm trying to still find my way out of this fucking building, he ends up getting over to the door and my girlfriend is just about there and she's just like, what, what's going on? And he's just like, well, you can't leave. And I got to the door. I had got my pants back up and everything. And I said, oh, you want some more then let's fucking go get the fuck out of my way. And, and he looked at me and I said, I mean it. I said, you want to go? Cause I'm ready to go. Bring it. And he knew I was serious that I was, I was going to fight and fight my ass off. And he got out of our way. I literally like grab her and pull her out. <clears throat> and um, she's like, what the, f- what happened? What happened? Are you okay? And I had, I had a tear in my shirt and um, he had actually ejaculated on my pants. Oh my and, God. Um, so we got, we got out and, um, got our shoes. Goodness. <clears throat> and then I went and called dispatch immediately and called them. And I said, Hey, this is so-and-so, um, my mother is so-and-so can I need dispatch to come immediately. This just happened. So then detectives came out, all of this, um, the establishment actually hit him. They told him to, to, to leave. And so his father-in-law worked at my school as a security and, um, they all hid him for about four days. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, um, of course I had to go through, um, a kit and everything like that. And they took all my clothes and pictures of my hands and, and everything. And then, um, they <clears throat> asked if I was going to press charges and I was just like, you, yes, I am going to press charges. So it turns out that he had, um, assaulted and raped several other women and, and young, you know, around a little bit older than me at the time. And nobody had ever come forward because they were afraid yeah. and they, they didn't think anyone would believe them. And Maybe that's your answer when you asked about my confidence. Maybe that was it because I was just like, fuck, no. You took a stand. No. You took a hard stand. And that's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. And, 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 I, I, and so they said, you know, this is going to go to court. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. And it was really hard. I mean, I had to go to court. And um, he, at first he had a, a woman lawyer and she tried to rip me apart on this, on the stand saying that, you know, I encouraged it, that I was flirting with him, that this and that, and all the other thing. And the, my, the, the prosecution was just like, you know, only answer yes or no. Well, when it came to that one thing, I'm 15 at this time. And they said, you know, well, you were flirting with him or you were this or you that. And I'm like, so is it okay for a man to try to rape a woman if she flirts with him? And because he was, he was a grown man. I was 15 years old. Like get the fuck out of here. So, um, it was after that day, she, um, his lawyer, uh, quit his case. And then, um, you know, we had to continue the other, the other women actually did come forward because a 15 year old stood up against him and they came forward and said that he had done these things to, to them. And then, um, he was sentenced. He, he was actually convicted 
um, and, and sentenced and he spent like six years in prison. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, so, I mean, so did you like in the back of your mind had that hidden until just now? I mean, you didn't really think about it until just whatever triggered it just now. Me up for a long time. I'm not going to lie. Like I went to counseling for this for about two years. Well, of course. And I wrote a little novel, not about rape, but, um, I just wrote a novel and I let my anger go. Mm -hmm. I let my anger go. I, I let it all, all go. And that's what you said. Yeah. And that, that, that did it. I, I let it go. And now I can easily talk about it. It was really difficult for me to talk about it for a long, for, for quite a, you know, five, five years, yeah, of course. Se- seven years, maybe. but um, now it's just like, it's, it's something that happened. Mm-hmm. And I, even if I had fully had been raped, I would have fought and I would have gone to court and I would have done everything. Good for you. Um, there's, you know, I, maybe that's why I don't understand why people don't come forward and, and for one, stand up for themselves, but to stand up for everybody else that this has happened to or could happen to. Because what could have happened if I hadn't said anything and then he had done this to someone far younger than I was? Yes. I could, I, I could not handle that. I mean, I, 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 I think that's great for you. And I, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I think it's great for you. And it, honestly, and what I think... It's part of it. Maybe it's part of your upbringing, but I think that that background in sports, for some reason, it gives women a great, you know, a sense of power, a sense of like, you know, of resiliency that yeah. I think, and I might be selling other women short and I don't mean to, but I think that I, a, a sporting background does, it, it, it makes you stand up for like, because if you're in a team aspect, a team sport, whatever, you know, and somebody's not pulling their weight, you got to pull their weight for them or you got to bring yeah. them up. Like, like, hey, I know you missed that ball. It's okay. We're going to come back All the right. next inning. And I think that's what it did. I mean, I mean, I'm being dead serious. So I am. God, I'm so sorry you had to, to go through that. But the positive part is just like you said, you stood up for it and ended up getting a conviction. And like you said, yeah. the other people, you caused other people to come forward. It's like, if this woman can do it, then I can do it. And so yeah. there's a positive from it. Like I said, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but that's the positive aspect of it. And God damn yeah. it. We're almost, damn, we're almost done. I want to end on a, on this note, whatever. So, oh, I, I can't end on this We note. can always do this again, boo. Oh my God. I hope you had, I hope you're having a good time like I am. I'm, I'm joining, yes. I'm joining, I'm joining the hell out of this. But then again, you know what? Honestly, I knew I would. You know what I mean? I know. I saw this and I go, oh, we're going to have I'm a good time. Kind of a big deal, boo. Oh, well, come on now. I knew that. Come on now. Hey, but like I said, <laughs> hey, there's still a little bit of the old me in there. It's still, there's still a little bit of the old me in there. <laughs> I'm to, I still, I still got, I still got a little something left. I still got like, still got a couple more rounds left in me, you know. <laughs> so I don't know, you know. But no, I think I, I knew this was going to be fun. And real quick, like I don't know how you can, how quickly you can do this, but I was going to ask you, you know, because a couple of your posts are about, you know, about the history of prostitution and everything. But I want to ask you is this? I want to ask you. With everything now coming to the forefront, how we used to demonize marijuana, and now it's, you know, now you see how marijuana is. It's being legalized in some states, whatever. 
And you think we'll get to the point where prostitution will be legal in other places and kind of like they do it in, in Nevada and have the little like the bunny ranch and stuff like that. Do you think it'll get to that point with prostitution? Because I remember you mentioning how much money it bought in in Deadwood, South Dakota back in the day, up until like the, until the 80s, until 1980s, well, they had legalized prostitution. So, and all the money that it brought in. So do you think it'll eventually get to that point here in the United States where they'll find a way to regulate it and the government comes in and gets their money and maybe, you know, I think it should. You think so? I absolutely 100% think it should. So you've watched my show. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank Um, you for having it. And as as you've seen, like, okay, I'll break this down here real quick. So prostitution started back in the Sumerian age, right? In the church, started in the temples, guys, like in the fucking temple. It was a religious rite. It moved forward through the centuries, through time. I mean, this was was mostly religious, then it moved out and and then expanded from there. In every single society, every single society where you have brothels that are run by the governments, right? This is what happened. They saw that they were making too much money or not too much money, how much money that they were making, right? So what did they do? You had the SARS, the Caesars, the princes, the kings, the other political parties, they came in and they took over and regulated it. So they got their money for the coffers, the madams still got their cut and the prostitutes or working girls, whatever you want to call them, they got their cut. Everybody made money hand over fist, every single place. Every single place that had legal brothels that were regulated by the government and the women had uh, medical treatment and evaluations and all of this stuff on the regular. Guess what? Crime in the area was down. And I mean down. When they first came over in um, Pittsburgh, Chicago, uh, New York, in, in I forget what date it is, um, they tried to shut press the brothels down, right? In three days, they had to allow them to come back mm-hmm. because crime went fucking rampant. You had murders, rapes, assaults, robberies. Yes. It was mayhem. So when they brought it back in, what happened? Everything went back to normal. Crime went back down. Nobody was upset. Nothing. Everybody was happy. Uh, Deadwood. Deadwood had prostitution until 1980. The women who ran the brothels in in Deadwood, do you know what these women did? They were pillars of their community. They did hospitals. They helped pave the roads. They built schools. They got um school supplies for children they ran slop houses food for homeless they did all of this shit for their community still made money and and everybody was happy man you know what i i i wish i could delve into it we gotta go but man i'm glad you got that point out i wanted you to get that point out but we had so much fun getting to know you anyway so i thought it was great i mean who knew you were a wrestler i just knew you were a hot woman who talked about sex i said well we got to talk here you know (laughs) i'm I'm just glad i contained myself you know i think why my producer wyatt knows the real me and i was able to contain that wyatt so i'm happy about myself (laughs) well so coming up further i mean like i still have some more to work to do with prostitution. I'm going to, I'll be closing it out here pretty soon, but I'm going to cover HIV. I'm going to cover why things really happened. And and really it was the women's temperance union in the 1920s, 1919, 1920s. That is really the turn of the tables where 
being more proper came into play here in the United States. But um, I'll be hitting on historical figures who use sex as a weapon, such as King Henry, as Cleopatra, Marquita Saad. We're going to do a part two. We're going to do a part two. I don't know when, but we're going to do a part two. We're going to do it soon, sooner than later. Is that good? Awesome. I'm happy. Yeah. Because I am enjoying the hell out of it. And I think you are having as much fun as I am because I really am. Is You're it? great. But we have got to go. All right. Audra Sargilis. Did I get it right? Sargilis. <laughs> Sargilis. You are awesome. Go to her YouTube channel called Secrets of Sex. Check her out on the on uh, Instagram, which is green eyed underscore one. Uh, no, green eyed underscore wonderlust. Yes. Wonderlust. G R N. E-Y-E-D underscore Wanderlust. Wanderlust. And um, Secrets of Sex on YouTube. You can find my YouTube from my name. Um, yes. Audra Sargilis, Secrets, yes. The Secrets of Sex. Um, no, there's no porn on there, but yeah. I do. I will be covering porn. I'll be covering everything. She so. covers everything. Check her out. Secrets of Sex on YouTube. It's a great channel. Thank you so much. I mean it from the Thank bottom you. of my heart. I had a great ball. We're out of ball, and there will be a part two. Trust me, I Thank can't you. wait to get into that. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching Tales from Gemini. As always, leave your comments, DM me, whatever, or DM her, follow her. She is great, and I mean that. And like I said by this time, you know the word. Pay.